into the contest. It's Wednesday, the 1st of September. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. I'm Tim Gilbert. Shane Lee, look, there's anticipation, there's excitement, uh, there's blue skies about. It is spring, the first day of spring, and obviously, uh, you know, the governments are going to open the doors and you're going to be able to do, do a few more things in a few weeks' time. What's the first on your list? Well, the first thing on my list would be hopefully when you're allowed to is have some of your mates around for for a barbecue um it's one thing i love during summer mate um it's this time of year when you just you smell the the freshly cut grass it reminds me of pre-season in cricket and 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 cricket not far away now we're looking forward to the summer yeah i'll be getting my mates around mate for a few cold beers and and, and a good old-fashioned aussie barbecue mate that's what i'm looking forward to yeah i don't blame you i'm, I'm loving watching all the, the flowers come out in the trees spring to life it is a great time of year it is springtime and that means it's a lot of great sport about as well toby greens in uh, some barney rubbles in some trouble because he's been suspended for a number of games which will rule him out for any more finals matches for gws rugby league players being rested Nick Kyrgios blows up again. Is he gone at 26? There's so much more to talk about. So Shane, Toby Green, he copped three games or three weeks, but uh, the AFL now look like they may... Uh, appeal that because they wanted more. You and I discussed this yesterday. He was in Barney Rubble. He was in trouble. And look, even if it is just the three weeks, if GWS make any impact on this final series, he's not going to be there. No, he's not going to be there, mate. And um, I don't think GWS can win without him. He's a very influential player in that team. But unfortunately, mate, he's he's done the wrong thing a number of times throughout his career. So you're not looked favorably in these um, sort of... uh, legal situations and uh, yep he's going to really regret this one because you never know they get on a roll and they make a grand final albeit it's going to be in Perth this year just been announced he's going to be very very disappointed he's become part of that folklore isn't it when you can hear kids talking about it, oh that Toby Green even if they don't follow it oh he's the guy that, that has done this he's kicked out he's done, like he's got that badge on him and it doesn't really matter once it becomes inked permanently it's mm. almost impossible to take away it is, and um, you know, walking in, shouldering an umpire doesn't doesn't help your cause there at all. But uh, I think when he looks back at his career, Toby Green will be very, very disappointed with his actions. So uh, the AFL Grand Final, two years in a row. Last year it was at the Gabba. Mm. This year it's in the Hermit Kingdom of Western Australia. So look, the, the thing about this, from an advantage perspective, is that they'll get a they'll get a, a full crowd. That stadium is superb as well. It is a superb stadium. I've been there. It's um, the atmosphere is fantastic. You feel like you're right on top of the players. Um, it's built beautifully. Um, and the players get to – you make a grand final. You may only make one in your whole career. To play in front of a full crowd is a great um, opportunity and experience. And um, uh, we called it here on Afternoon Sport many weeks ago. It will go to Perth, and we were right. Do you think uh, Do you think the Demons can do it? I- I'd love it. Like uh, Joe, my son, said, who are you going for, Dad? I said, I, I want this – Fairy tale. I want this Melbourne Demons fairy tale to come true. Yeah, now now that the Swans are out for me personally, I'd love to see Melbourne win. I think it's uh, it, it is a great fairy tale, and I think they're peaking at the right time of the season too, Tim. Okay, now let's look at the NRL. Some of these uh, more successful clubs, little impact on this final round. Are going to rest some of their superstars? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think uh, it's a bit of a given now. I think Melbourne will add another trophy to their um, to their cabinet as a minor premiership. They'll rest Munster. Um, 
South have all but given up on that. So um, they just want to make sure that their players are fit. They're going to rest Adam Reynolds, uh, Damien Cook and um, uh, Dane Gangai. Um, and then Parramatta also resting Clint Gutherson, um, Juno Paulo and Mitchell Moses, which I don't agree with Rich, uh, resting Mitchell Moses. I think he's the type of guy that needs to play week in, week out. I would have kept him in the team. Um, even though they're playing the Panthers. But then the Roosters welcome back Angus Crichton, Josh Morris, and, and we're a Hargrave. So they're looking forward to get a little bit of power back into the to the Roosters lineup. Yeah, well, some interesting games this weekend. It starts with the Roosters and Canberra tomorrow night. Of course, it's a pivotal game for Canberra. I don't think the Roosters uh, have any real realistic view that they can finish in the top four. So uh, they'll still want to win, uh, as we know, because the higher you are, the better. But um, yeah, it'll be an interesting game, Roosters-Canberra tomorrow night. Let's have a, a squiz at the tennis, because Nick Kyrgios. Now, Warney, your old mate Warney came out years ago when he was about 20 and sort of read, wrote an open letter saying, come on, mate. Come on, please don't disappoint us. Yeah, you know, do your best. You've got all this ability in the world, and it was, you know, there's been an article written today, basically mm. saying was Warney true? Now you watched this uh, game at the US Open or the match at the US Open, and um, he it was typical, wasn't it? He went out in a whimper, yep. sort of blew up, and tell me more. Well, he blew up the whole match. He played Roberto Batista a gut. Um, he lost 6-3, 6-4, 6-love. Um, and Nick Kyrgios, he just whinged the whole match. Um, he was blowing up because he'd throw his towel back and under COVID, <laughs> under COVID laws, um, he couldn't pick up his towel. Um, so he was blowing up that he had a, he was throwing in his towel and then he wouldn't pick it up. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, well, he, he had to, th- he had to pick it up because that's yeah. the rule. You can't have, under all the COVID rules, you can't have sort of ball boys or ball girls or assistants, uh, picking up towels or, or bringing them bananas like they normally would. Yeah, but. I read a really good comment for someone just on social media that said, you know, it gets to a point in every match that Nick Curious plays and you know he's going to lose. So all you do then in the crowd is trying to wind him up so he does something stupid. And at least he doesn't disappoint with that. But, um, yeah, really, really disappointing to watch. The other match that I thought was fantastic to watch was Andy Murray mm. getting a wild card into the US Open. He played probably number three in the world, um, Sissipas, and and it went to five sets. It's bloody hot over there at the moment. It's it's in, into the 70-degree Fahrenheit over there, and um, and the players are sweating profusely. But Andy Murray, I reckon he's a smoky for the Australian Open, the way he played there. Let's put it that way. And Ash Barty, a good win for her, eh? A great win from Ash Barty, yeah. She played uh, last year's finalist, um, Vera Zavanareva, um, and a really, really tough win. She had a bit of a scare second set, but um, came through the goods. Once again, Ash Barty on track for another trophy. Yeah, what a year it's been for Ash Barty. Mm. 2021, Wimbledon crown and the Olympics and all the other the tournaments that she's won throughout the course of the year. And she just seems in a really happy place. Wouldn't it be fantastic if it culminated in uh, uh, early next year with an Australian Open win? I think we'd all absolutely love that. Mm. Now, we're, we're blowing up. Well, at least Dave Rennie was that New Zealand wasn't going to play <laughs> this uh, last Bledisloe Cup match. It's on. It's on... Um, and, you know, will we see Quade Cooper um, rise like a phoenix again? Is this his last chance? Oh, it's got to be, mate. Quade Cooper's played 71 tests for the, um, for the Wallabies. I don't know why we keep bringing back guys like this. Um, they've been beaten and battered over the years. I think James O'Connor, will, will, he's back as well, so he'll take his place. But just reading between the lines, Quade Cooper 
doesn't really expect to play, doesn't really want to be there. He wants to go back to to Japan anyway. Um, but they put the third the third match on Father's Day, Tim. So you're going to see a lot of upset dads on, on the North Shore, I reckon, come the end of Father's Day after another flogging by the All Blacks. Oh, well, hopefully being on Australian <laughs> soil, we're a lot better chance. Eden Park is difficult. I think James O'Connor will really help. Um, that we'll have to sort of forget about that second game where they sort of look rudderless mm. towards the end and, and put our hopes on uh, the first game where they really did challenge New Zealand. But uh, let's hope they can. Let's hope that Rennie's team can uh, spark up because we're not far away from uh, a lot more international games being played. Now, Justin Langer, he's been working the phones, Shane. He's been working the phones like a politician, talking to all the, the senior players and Ricky Ponting's come out supporting him. Um, it is it is Justin Langer gate, isn't it? It's a saga, this. It is. And um, he's saying, I've had really um, upfront, honest and robust discussions with each player, which is really, really hard to do. Like, how do you sit there honestly as a player and then, Tell the coach personally that you don't like him. You don't think he's doing a good job. Are they going? Are they going to tell the truth, or they're just going to bullshit? Well, it, it sounds like bullshit to me because Langer's saying that. No, they're all up, up front and honest, and we're all better for it now, and we're all going to move on and, and play happy families. I, I can't see how that can work. Yeah, the uh, yeah making the phone calls. It's 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 difficult. To, yeah. You know, look, it's, it's a lot easier in a group, isn't it, to say that we don't like someone that. But if someone just pings a phone call, you know, many would wonder, why do I need to tell the truth? So anyway, I don't think that's going to go away in a hurry, is it? No. Now, what about the big Shaq, Shaquille O'Neal? We see him on all, I think it's all the points bet ads. He's quite funny with his, with his Australian <laughs> colloquial comments and go the rabbitos and stuff. Um, it was an interesting story, this, uh, about him and his $54 million uh, shoe mm. deal, apparel deal that he that he sort of blew up in smoke when he got sledged. He did, mate. So he turned down a $54 million shoe deal with Reebok. He was with them for most of his career. He, I think he was paid $20 million a year um, prior to that. But he was walking off the court and a, and a, and a mother, a lady called him a motherfucker um, and said that Ooh. the Reebok shoes were too expensive for the kids. What are you doing taking all this money and pushing the prices up? So he then turned down the deal, went away, created his own brand called um, Shaq Shoes, I think it is, and he sold them with Walmart for you know, 29 to $19 uh, for a pair of shoes and he sold over 400 million pairs of shoes now. Good on you, Shaq. And um, he said they made them look cool so the kids are not buying cheap-looking shoes, but they're buying cool shoes that are affordable. And he's made a lot more money out of it. Yeah, I wonder what uh, whether many were wearing the, the size 25s that he used to wear. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching him uh, live at Staples Centre once many, many years ago in Los Angeles. What a what a force, what a human. He's massive. Shaquille O'Neal, the big Shaq. Now, uh, mate, let's wind the clock back because uh, in your heyday, uh, you, you know, you, you were very good on the cricket field, but you, you're good on the circuit as well. You love the nightlife. There was no question about that. We know that. You still do. Um, but also, the odd celebrity appearance. Mate, what happened with you uh, and Oliver Tennis Racket and Liz Smiley? At, uh, can you tell me? Yeah, well, I was lucky enough to be invited up to Noosa to play in a tennis tournament where mm-hmm. we all got paired with a with a tennis player. I got Liz Smiley. Remember her from the, the, the chewing, chewing gum? Man. Yeah, yeah. And, and the tennis. She, she had a little, she had a lisp. You know, I chew extra. Extra has a great taste. It really lush. Anyway, so I got paired with her. We got through to the final against um, Scott Draper, who that year was playing in both the Australian Open Tennis and Australian Open Golf. Fantastic sportsman. Yeah, and nice he was guy too, isn't he, Scott Draper? Really, really nice really guy. Great. And he spent some time with me on the court sort of prior to the final. Um, but his partner was the 
uh, lead guitarist from Powderfinger, Darren, Darren Middleton, who wasn't a great tennis player. Anyway, we got through the final. I aced Darren Middleton first, and we were all mic'd up in the stadium as players. I then aced Scott Draper, which I still take to my grave, um, which was a, I thought was fantastic. And then as I was about to serve the third one to Darren Middleton, the guitarist from Powderfinger, he said to me before I served, Hey Shane, do you think you'd get me Brett's autograph after the match? And oh. the crowd and the crowd laughed. To what? To which I retorted, "As long as you get me Bernard Fanning's, and I fucking aced him as well." So. <laughs> <laughs> so that was brilliant. And then, but anyway, but bloody Liz Smiley dropped the serve, and we lost the match, mate. So bloody Liz cost me there, but uh, she was a fantastic uh, partner, and um, it was a wonderful experience for me. Is the happiness slowly creeping back? <laughs> yeah, it's slowly creeping back. Nicely put, Timmy. <laughs> oh, powder finger. Oh, that's that's a great return sledge. That's one of the great return sledges of all time, Bernard <laughs> Fanning, because as soon as it looked, they were good, obviously, all the other guys in powder finger. Yep. But, but as soon as he left that band, they were just powder, weren't they? Like, like, it was, he was everything to that band. Yeah, I gave him the finger, that's for sure. But um, no, it was, it was a great experience. But yet, that Scott Draper, maybe we'll talk about him another day, but uh, to play in both the Australian Open tennis and Australian Open golf in one year, what a magnificent sportsman he was. Yeah, I covered a bit of that at the time, actually. And I remember sitting on a plane next to him having a chat. Just a really decent guy. And like some people, how can you have that much ability? How can you have mm. so much talent? But I, I think it was aligned with the fact that he was a great hard worker as well, Scott Draper. So yeah, um, I'd love to hear more of that story down the track. It's interesting, isn't it? How many of the Musical bands and acts love sport too, isn't it? Because you mentioned Powderfinger there, but they were like, and I think still are, the most avid sports fans slash cricket fans. They followed you guys around like groupies. They did, and there's there's a folklore going on. So the Powderfinger's first ever big concert was in Brisbane. Um, it was after the Vulture Street album, I think. And they were supposed to be at the stadium for this final sound check, and they weren't there. And they called the the... Uh, band members and they were at a Sheffield Shield game watching Queensland. They said, "We'll be there in a minute." Queensland need one more wicket, so they love they love their sport. Definitely um, the Powderfinger Boys and uh, and cricket in particular. Yeah, I love their music too. That's it for afternoon sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Yeah, www.xblades.com.au. And of course, the great man, our producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care.